I think that most people will say that they've learned more from their mistakes than they did from their successes, yet being wrong remains one of the most feared outcomes in life. In this podcast, I share lessons learned from mistakes that have helped me to become a more authentic version of myself. I believe that the key to personal growth starts with being okay with not always getting it right. My name is Lonnie Woods III, and this is What I Did Wrong. 18.3 million children, one in four, live without a biological step or adoptive father in their home. To say that my relationship with my father is complicated would be an understatement. But in order for me to really illustrate the complicated relationship that me and my father have, I have to take it all the way back. Now, my parents had me when they were in their 20s. And throughout the years, their relationship was very on and off, very kind of toxic, at least from my perspective. I don't really remember a time where we all lived under the same roof for an extended period of time, but there was times during my childhood where we did live together. But for the most part, they parented me separately. And I would say that very loosely. I kind of identify as a person that was raised by my mom, just in terms of the structure of our family. My mom was the primary parent. And I think that I was between the ages of maybe zero and 12. Um, when my dad would sometimes come and pick me up, he would come, you know, take me shopping and do fun activities here and there. But I remember it never being on a consistent basis. And I really feel like I knew him or he really knew me. One of the first memories I have of my dad is actually very positive. I was very little. Um, and I remember him taking me to this carnival. You know, one of those carnivals, very simple in your hometown where it's nostalgic and there's funnel cake and there's Ferris wheels and cotton candy and games. I had to be like maybe five or six, maybe eight. I don't really remember, but I remember having fun that day with my dad. And unfortunately, there have been very few days like that and more days that were negative memories. Like that one time when he told me that he disowned me or that one time where I walked into the home and he had apparently destroyed everything. It looked like a murder scene. And it's those memories that kind of stick with me more than the time at the carnival. So around 2012, I was really struggling with some negative feelings about my dad. Now I had grown up not really knowing how to feel about him. I think I really placed a lot of my opinion on my dad around where he was in relationship with my mom. Like if they were together and she was happy, I was like, whatever, I'll deal with him. But if that wasn't the case, I really sort of kind of ignored our relationship. But I knew that I felt hurt by him. Um, I knew that there was something there that I needed to talk to him about or talk to somebody about. And I resented him for a long time. I felt like he had abandoned me during my childhood because for a lot of that time he was in prison. And even when he wasn't in prison, I just felt like he wasn't there for me the way that I deserved to be there for. But in 2012, 
I was so tired of the daily dark cloud that I had. It was hanging over my head in regards to my dad. There was this heaviness on my heart almost every day and on my spirit. And I held so much trauma and rightfully so, but it was this oppressive feeling that I carried. And it made me feel like I needed to remove this feeling in order for me to start a journey and discover what I needed to do in order for me to have a happy life. And through a lot of reflection, and I had conversations with men, different men with broken relationships with their father and people who weren't even really my friends at the time, but somehow the universe put us together in the right place in the right time and we would have conversations. And I remember talking to one of my friends from undergrad who had went through the process of forgiving his dad and he was kind of encouraging me to go through that process. So after all of that, um, I really started focusing on what does it mean to forgive somebody? And, you know, I decided that, okay, the first step to this healing is for me to forgive him. So I had to do the work in myself to say, like, do I really forgive him? What am I forgiving him for? And that took a while, but I knew that I wanted him to know how I was feeling and I wanted him to know that he was forgiven. And so what I decided to do was to write him a letter because at the time he was in prison. And as a sidebar, I wanted to remind you all about the power of writing. Like it can be really healing and helpful to write down your thoughts and to make them plain. Um, for me, it just offers a certain amount of clarity towards how I feel. So if you are thinking about taking that first step towards forgiveness to your dad or just being clear about anything in your life, I highly suggest writing it down because what happens when you write it down is that you take it from your head and you materialize it into something that is physical. And that process can really, really, really help as opposed to just constantly thinking about something and reliving it in your head. Now you can have it on a piece of paper and you can decide what to do with that piece of paper. You can ball it up and throw it away. You can give it to your dad. You can read it to yourself. There's so many ways that you can use that writing to heal yourself. So back to the story. I wrote my dad a letter, I believe back in 2012. I was living in New York. I was in grad school and I was moving into this new place in my manhood where I felt like I needed to forgive him so that I could be the man that I was destined to be because I felt like all that resentment was holding me back and it was. And so I wrote him the letter and I kind of wish that I would have saved a copy because I don't exactly remember what I said in the letter. I remember it being long and I remember it being pretty much an explanation of all the things that I felt like that he did and how it impacted me. And then also me letting him know that I forgave him. And once I sent the letter, I remember waiting in anticipation because this was back in the day when, you know, there wasn't like email or anything that we were doing. Um, there was email, but we weren't emailing. This was a physical letter. So I was waiting for it to come back. It finally came back. And, you know, his reply was very positive. He was, I remember him feeling excited. I remember him feeling remorseful. I remember him saying, you know, thank you. And he was glad that I got that off my chest for me and that he um, apologized. 
and that he appreciated me for giving him. And when I tell you, I was so relieved when I got that letter and saw his response, but I still felt like I didn't know what to do next. And here is something that I wanna share that I feel isn't talked about a lot when it comes to these things. And that is what to do next. I think that the hardest part about that father-son relationship is that no matter how old the son gets, the son, the child is still waiting for dad to show up in the ways that he may not have ever been able to. And that is the hard part about this is because oftentimes there's a disconnect between how the child wants to be parented and what tools the parent has to show up for what the child needs. And that was the case with me and my dad. I needed him to finally be who I felt like he could be and that I needed him to be, but that didn't happen. And the letter to me was a way to say, hey, I forgive you now, step up to the plate. But that's not what happened because he didn't have the tools. And I also didn't express what I needed. And I think that there is this fairy tale idea of who our parents should be to us that we sometimes have. And so when we do things like forgive them and try to get to the next step, we expect them to jump into our heads, into our fantasies and our dreams of what we deserve and to give us that. And oftentimes they'll never give us that because if they could give us that, they would have given us that. So that's what I had to realize. I had to realize that forgiveness is a process. Letting go is a process. I heard a quote once that said, the reason why some of us hold on to our trauma or the reason why we hold on to not forgiving someone is because we are afraid of what's new. Now, if we forgive this person, now we can't hold on to these, even though they're negative, memories and feelings that have become normal to us. So if we forgive you, then what's next? And the anxiety of that what's next I totally empathize with because I had that feeling too. Like, does he deserve this forgiveness? Do I deserve this forgiveness though, is the question. Oftentimes we think about letting the person quote unquote off the hook with forgiveness, but what happens is the forgiveness is truly not for them. The forgiveness is for you. So after I sent the letter and I didn't get that result, I'm sitting here like, okay, so what am I supposed to do now? Like, I already took the first step to initiate this conversation. And I think that's another thing, fathers, if you're listening, if your child takes that first step, you need to find a way to take that second, third, fourth, and fifth step. It's so hard to build up the bravery that it takes to take the first step, you have to meet your child where they are. And you may need to be uncomfortable doing that next part because they are feeling the void that you left, right? For whatever reason. So just remember that you may have to take the wheel a little bit after your child reaches out in whatever way. But for me, I felt this pressure. I'm like, Am I supposed to want to build a stronger relationship with him? I felt like I needed to do more, but I didn't have the tools. 
And guess what? I still don't really have the tools. To this day, I still struggle around what are the next steps with my dad? What do I want from that relationship? What shame do I have around my relationship with him? Or am I still holding certain things against him? Do I love him? How do I respond when he says he loves me? And all of these things, it is a process that no one really teaches and there's not really a lot of books about. But what I do know is that um, it's really easy to say, fuck that nigga. It's easy and it feels good, right? So many black men that I've met have said, fuck that nigga, including me. I'm one of those children that was like, fuck that nigga. He should have did this, this, that, 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 and that, and that, and that. And I didn't deserve this, this, that, and that, and that, and that. And to ignore that pain or his existence, it feels easier, right? It feels so much easier to block him out. It feels so easy to say, he wasn't there for me. Why should he be in my life now? Um, it feels easier to do that because we tell ourselves that because we're not interacting with him, that we're not interacting with the feelings we have for him and that we're not interacting with the impact of the trauma and the abandonment or whatever that we have. But the truth is, is that whether you say fuck that nigga or not, it's still there. And it didn't work for me. It doesn't work for long. And I still thought about it. I still thought about his absence. I still felt inadequate. I still wanted to know why he did what he did. And so the impact of that absence really showed up in a lot of ways for me negatively. And they still do. Like my feelings of inadequacy, my feelings of sometimes that I had low self-esteem or not feeling loved by him, um, how I pushed people away that wanted to get too close to me because I didn't really know what that type of intimacy looked like. So I know that there are so many Black sons out there like me with dads who may still be living that have estranged or strained or even toxic relationships with your dad. And I want to let you know that I see you. I want to let you know that you don't have to do anything around that relationship. I want to let you know that your feelings are valid and that you did not deserve what happened to you on any level, period. You deserved unconditional love. And for the person who helped to bring you into this world to be there for you, period. If you are not ready to confront the issues, please know that it is fine. If you are conflicted about your relationship with your dad, just know that that is normal. If you are okay with the fact that you want nothing to do with him, it is fine. I want you to hear that I empathize with you. Your feelings are valid and this shit is hard. No matter what road you take, whether it's my road, the road that your friend took, or the road that you're choosing to take, being 
in that position is hard. But what I want to offer is something that I've learned about this process. In order to forgive my dad, I had to confront the feelings of hurt that he caused me. And sometimes I feel that one of the reasons that we cannot forgive is because we are afraid to confront those really deep, hurtful, painful feelings. Now, there's no perfect way to confront those feelings, but if you are one of those sons listening, here is some advice. Try to find a way to process those feelings of hurt or disappointment, sadness, etc. Because just like you didn't deserve the treatment that your dad gave you, you also don't deserve to carry around the heaviness and the weight of his choices that negatively impacted you. So you can find that help through a therapist. You can find it through books or healing work, self-care, writing, recording it, write a song about it. Do something that helps you to process that hurt. Punch a punching bag, break a plate on the ground. Do something to exert that negative energy and get it out of your body, get it out of your system. Fathers who are listening, who weren't there, if you are listening, if your child is still alive and you know you weren't there for them, try and reach out. Reflect on your part. Remember that your son didn't ask to be here. When you do reach out though, remember that if your son is not willing to connect with you, he has a valid reason but try not to stop reaching out. Connect with your child. Now, remember that even if they do give you a baby step, take that inch and leave it as an inch. Don't take that inch for a mile just because they let you back in. And also remember for you dads who weren't there when your child was becoming the man that they are today, don't step into their lives expecting the reward who they've become because you helped make them, right? You helped make them, but did you help raise them? That is the question. The question here is who this man is now due to your absence has nothing to do with you. And I think it's a hard pill to swallow as a father, but that's the truth. This Father's Day, I still don't have all the answers. When it comes to me and my dad's relationship, like I've learned to accept him for who he is. I've learned that he is not who I want him to be or wanted him to be, but he still deserves to be seen for who he is. He doesn't have all the tools that he needs for him to be who I needed him to be when I was growing up. And guess what? That sucks. It's not okay. I hate it still. I hate that I have to go through that. But I have learned and I'm continuing to learn to accept it. Acceptance is the first step to healing because you can't heal anything that you haven't accepted. And this year, as Father's Day approached, you know, I was out and I felt inspired. I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to get my dad a gift this year. Um, pretty much for the first time, as far as I can remember, beyond like a card or a call, I wanted to get him a physical gift. So I found him a gift, I shipped it to him 
and I'm so excited for him to receive it. This year, I wanted to focus on how I wanted him to feel as a father and honor who he is versus who he isn't. For so long, I've seen him and thought of him in the terms of who he wasn't to me. And this year, in this moment, I wanted to honor him for who he is. Um, I've been practicing mindfulness in this relationship with my dad. I don't have it all mapped out. I don't know where I want to be with him in, in the next five years or two years or one year. I am remaining present and just taking things one gesture at a time, one conversation at a time and expressing what I can. The ideal way for me to have a relationship with my dad is just that it's an ideal way. So what I want to do is work in non-ideals and in reality and let him be exactly who he is and try to honor him for who he is and where he can meet me at today. Today is Father's Day and I want to start off by saying happy Father's Day to all the fathers, all the dads, all the daddies out there, including mine, Mr. Lonnie Woods Jr., whom I share a name. I hope that this episode helps any dads or sons out there who have a strained relationship. I want you both to feel love and light today. Um, take responsibility, both of you, for what you can. But I want you to know that your feelings are valid to all the sons and that you deserve unconditional love. What I did wrong is that I carried around the unresolved trauma and pain that my father left from my childhood for a long time. But what I've learned is that forgiveness is for me. I've taken the steps to forgive him and to relieve the pressure of me having to know what to do next. Now I live in the moment with my relationship with my dad and try to see him for who he is and not for who he isn't. Thank you for tuning in to the What I Did Wrong podcast. Be sure to follow the show over on Instagram at What I Did Wrong Podcast. There are new episodes bi-weekly on Wednesdays. Until next time, remember that mistakes do not define you and regret was meant to refine you. I'm your host, Lonnie Woods III, leaving you in love, peace, and style.